Welcome to podcast 267 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Mad, Doop, and Joe, and we'll be having a save update from Doop, and it's a, a big old doozy, as well as going over our FM 23 Player of the Year. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Should I say good Hello. morning? We've been here that long. We have been here a while. It's a, the the preamble. I blame of, Matt. The recording. I mean, we've been fair. here for an hour, and you mentioned Big Doozy. I thought you were going to talk about something Dupe sent us earlier, but probably best we don't talk about that. Christ, one. that wasn't what I was referring to. I'd but like it's quite to apt. Apologise for sharing my dick pics. Um, as you said, Big. I'm assuming that's what you meant. Can we stop talking crap, please? <laughs> probably wise. Um, right. Well. May as well start as we mean to go on. Dupe, you... I mean, <laughs> conveniently, last time you gave us a save update, I I sort of said, in before you go and move jobs, mm. and within a week of me saying that, mm. you had moved jobs. So last time you were actually still at Andelect. Okay. Since then, a lot has gone on. So... Um, a whistle-stop tour around the save, please, sir. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned I was at Andelect, because I've forgotten. Um, because <laughs> when I tell you about what's just about to happen, it feels like a very, very shit stag do um, that just involved a lot of travelling. So, yes, Andelect. We went and we won the um, Europa Conference League. We were looking exciting. Everything was coming like coming up Millhouse. We we carried on for a season, well, half a season, I should say. Um, it was it it was yeah, it was quite late into the season. Uh, and there was a lot of jobs going around and I was, my eyes were being drawn. I was being, I was being flirted, flirted with, with a couple of clubs and they were kind of offering a few things and nothing really took my fancy. And then we got knocked out of the Champions League uh, after some really tough group um, of Bayern Munich, Arsenal and Real Sociedad. And I kind of went into the World Cup um, break thinking, oh, I'm a bit, I, I can't really go any further with this team. I think I've taken it as far as I could go. World Cup happens and the United job comes up. And I'm like, it's a big jump, but in I would like to go for this job. So maybe I should. Um, I didn't get the job. Um, I didn't get the job. And then the Newcastle job come up and I thought, Do you know what? We've been scrimping every penny with Anderlecht so we should go to Newcastle and do, do do kind of do a mad one with Newcastle so we Newcastle were currently I think they were 17th at Christmas uh, and I decided to go in and see what I could do with them so we got hired by Newcastle they had previously spent quite a bit of money um, they thought they spent quite a bit of money and then I turned up um, so they had brought in um, people like William Carvalho Tapsoba Livakovic, um, they spent about 300 million the season that the summer that I came into into the club, and then I came into the club. So I didn't spend any money in the winter. I just got through it, and we decided to see how we could get how far we could go. Um, and then I realised actually no, I needed to spend some money. So I went and got a striker of Arbosa. I'm only going to tell you the good ones because there were so many players. I spent. Half a billion pounds, Matt. Um, I'll be honest. Um, 
<laughs> I'm going to be quite frank with you. Some of it was um, on the fact that we did never a little have bit any of never, money. Never. Yeah. Just a little he bit. He would have spent more. He would have spent more, but he had no money. I had no money. But I will also say I did raise about 300 million of that was via sales. Okay. So it's not like it was plunging the club into absolute horrific debt. But um, I bought in players such as Barbosa, Ben Chilwell for left back, Coop Miners, Fatty. Um, I brought in uh, Christian Pavon, Garvado, um, Livermento. Exciting transfers. Uh, I managed to get us up into the Europa Conference League again. So we went from 17th and then into the Europa Conference League. I went in and spent some more money, Matthew, in the summer. Uh, and I brought in um, Goncal Ramos. Um, I brought in Florian Vert, um, Yusuf Demir, Tammy Abraham, Sesco who's uh, quite big in this safe, so we'll talk about him very shortly. Uh, Anthony, Yuri Talamans, and I started that season with eight wins in a row, um, beating teams like Liverpool, City, Manchester United, all the way from home. Um, and I remember being in a call with Joe going, oh, Joe, I fucked it. Excuse my French, but I've just messed this safe right up because this is just too easy now. And he went, well, resign then. See what you can do. So I did. I just resigned. After spending all that money, I then just went, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, and I resigned and we kind of waited around. So that was like early, probably not August. So it was the month after September. It would have been early, early to middle of September. I resigned. Um, and I then sat there for two months without a job. And then Seville came knocking. They had quite a good little squad. But they have some very important staff members, which, again, very highly driven by Joe because I was sat in a Discord call with him. But they got Monchi, who's incredible as a director of football. His player, his, um, his player attributes is, is a, of judging ability is 20, um, potential is 18, and negotiating is 19. And Joe just said, I'll tell you what, because you wrecked your last one, just let him do all your transfers. Do not do anything to influence anything, just transfer-wise, he does all your transfers, you come in. So when we came into Seville, they were mid-table, they were still in the Europa Conference League, but we were basically just struggling to start with. I, I changed system completely, I went to a back three, um, and I tried to do a few things and basically let, let him bring in who he wanted to bring in. Um, he brought in some okay players, I'm going to be honest, um, some okay Pretty decent players in, in some positions. I need centre-backs. With Matt, we wanted to play three centre-backs. He brought Nathan Aki in, who a left-footed centre-back. Okay, a bit short for my liking. And then he went and got Milinkovic from Juventus, oh. which was a good signing. Um, and then he teased me with all teases to try and get a striker, because that was one place we were definitely short on. Um, and he went in for Esposito. And I was like, Joe, this is incredible. We just had him at Anderlecht. He was amazing at Anderlecht. Two seasons on loan. He's just come off loan. Uh, just just gone back to his, his parent club. We're going to get him. We're, we're signing him. This is amazing. And then he didn't sign him. Uh, he pulled out of it because it was too much money. Uh, and then we got, Fini uh, what was his name? Fernino from Fernino. Real, which is funny because Joe does is managing him. So he's tall. He's, a, he's quite quick, but he's also very slow, um, which is amazing to be quick and very slow. But he become a very good a cult figure in the save, or in, in our kind of time at Seville. 
Um, he went on and scored the winner in a 1-0 win in the Europa Conference final, which meant we got Europa League because we actually missed out on everything else. So we did manage to get them up into, I think it was 8th in the end or 7th in the end. 8th we got them up to and we managed to get Europa League by winning the Europa Conference. Um, very tight league with Atletico Madrid coming 7th. Real Sociedad, Betis, Atletico Bilbao and Villarreal all seven points between them. So it's very close. Christ. And then we decided... Oh, sorry, Matt. No, I was just going to say on that point about um, Fernino, because I, I remember I did a... I think it's the same player. I'm fairly like 90% certain it's the same player. I did a small Mallorca save for the beta. And yeah. he, I think he was on loan there. Um, you, maybe you can check the history, but I, I distinctly remember him literally smashing in a load of back, back post headers. Um, from like corners, free kicks, because he's he's t- like the ta- the height and the heading, um, to the point where I was like, this might be a little bit OP because he was just rising above everyone else. So I don't know. Did you see the same um, with him at your? At, uh, yeah, six TV. foot three, uh, jumping reach of sixteen, heading of fourteen. On his history Good in enough. game, it doesn't state that he went to Mallorca, um, but doesn't mean anything. I need to check that I, out, or maybe I lost. I sold him. I sold him in my save, and he plays in the championship for Fulham. Oh well. <laughs> he scored an 88 minute winner in that in the final and it was a header um if i remember right nice. so there you go man maybe it was the same player um but no it was it was fun matt but it was also not that fun cuz football manager is all about signing players and building squads and as much as the idea was grand for me it it was like chopping my arm off cuz it was just like one of the favorite things i like to do so um i decided to resign again and to be fair at that point, I think I was pretty much done with the save. Um, I just thought, you know what, we've we, we done quite well there. It was a nice little save. It was kind of like a holiday save, and, and we, we've, we've dragged it out a little bit. And then Ajax. Ajax sacked their manager, Matt. They, they came third last year. Um, they had quite, obviously, just got rid of, in real life, got rid of a lot of their good players. Um, still had a couple, but not many. And uh, they offered us a little a little job, and and we've we've gone over to there. Um, we've started pretty well. Um, we've brought in some different players. We brought Benjamin Sesco in because <laughs> he's doing very well in other people's saves. And I thought, Do you know what, that's a good idea. Uh, but we brought him in from Newcastle, so obviously we've had him uh, at two of the clubs now. Um, and we kind of had to scrape a little bit. Okay, we still spent quite a bit of money, and I'll tell you now how much we spent. Um, but they did give us quite a bit of money to spend. Uh, we sold, I'm going to say now, we sold £125 million worth of players. Okay, um, so we had players like Isco, um, Daily Blind was still there, Stephen Burkhouse was still there. Um, we also had Dustin uh, Tadic was still there. Um, so there's some good players still there. Oh, and Kenneth Taylor as well. Um, who, if you don't know, he's actually a really good player and I wish I kept him uh, looking at him because he's so versatile. He's very young and he's going to become a very, very good player. Uh, but I sold him to Villarreal. Um, and then I went and bought a load of players, Sesco being one of them. Um, we, we, had to, we had to kind of fit some wingers in, some defensive players in. We brought Bikello in, uh, which is a chap that I actually managed before down in Wolfsburg. Um, attribute was very good, 26 from Croatia. But yeah, he, he kind of gets... He's got good attributes. He's got he's really good in in the match engine, and he does exactly what I want him to do. He's got some good player traits where, um, even though I'm playing him on an inverted winger, he still likes to run wide and then cut in quite late, which I quite like. But 
he's just not valued very well in Football Manager. Like he's really cheap. He's he's like he doesn't ask for a lot of money, and it just kind of seems something seems to be a little bit out with him. Um, we also brought in Lorenzo Luca because. You know, he's an FM one the kids that I haven't used. Sorry? Sesco and Luca. Yeah, so it was quite fitting because in uh, in Seville, we had Oscar and we sold Oscar, uh, which is the name of my first child. And now we have Luca, which is the name of my second child. See? <laughs> Narrative, Matthew. There you go. Um, Done well there. Done well. So I needed to buy a centre midfielder and... I didn't. I had. I had quite a bit of money. I'm not going to lie, but I just just couldn't attract the players because it is Ajax, right? And I bought. Um, I bought Dantas from. Uh, I think it was Benfica. I bought him from, and I loaned him back because he's very good. And attribute-wise, he is very good, but I don't think he's ready just yet. So even though we bought him and we loaned him back, I still had a massive gap. And for all summer, I was chasing um, Gavi from from Barcelona. A uh, very young player, very talented player. Uh, and right on deadline day, we managed to bring him in. And he has been phenomenal. He is such a good little player. At the age of 20, on my save, he has just, just got everything that I want from a player. And he's still very, very young. Um, we've just won our Champions League group, which consisted of Marseille, Young Boys, and Bayern Munich. Uh, didn't manage to do the double over Bayern Munich, but we managed to beat them at home and they beat us 2-1 away. They dropped points on the final day against Young Boys, so we actually went on a one. Um, we also have Leipzig in the first knockout round of the said Champions League, which we'll be playing probably later on this week. Um, interesting fact about them, Eric Ten Hag's their manager, so there's a bit of narrative bred into the save there uh, as Ten Hag comes back to um, the Ajax area to see if they can kind of upset us. I was trying to think of the name. I couldn't think of what they what the uh, what the grounds called. That's that team terrible, that isn't team it? The, Johan Cruyff, <laughs> isn't it? Arena. Um, I couldn't find it quick enough. Uh, so yeah, we're doing really well. We're top of the league. Um, Sesco has been bagging them in, but um, we we have we've lost a lot of games. We're actually we're actually tied three way at top of the league. Uh, us go ahead Eagles and Feyenoord all on 41 points um, and we just go ahead Eagles of all of, of all teams yeah yeah mad isn't it so yeah we, it's, it's having a bit of fun really and I don't know what will happen at the end of the season whether we'll stay whether we'll go or whether I just jack it all in really that's kind of where we're it does at does sound like a bit of a sort of a last hurrah for you with FM22 really kind of, it's ticking a lot of boxes you know because I wanted to do something quite fun, and the Ajax, uh, the Anderlecht when going away was nice. Um, a, a, a league I've not, never really managed in. Then Newcastle was just kind of, I think that was just kind of trying to get the ridiculous spending out of my system because it just, just wrecked saves for me. Um, and then the Seville, I've not really managed a huge amount in the, uh, in the Spanish leagues. Obviously, we had uh, a, a two-and-a-half-hour network save over there that Dave ruined, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just ticking a lot of boxes, itching a lot of itches, so to speak. Two things, Dupe. So one, I think it's great that Joe is in your ear for a lot of this. It's like Joe is like um, that that leprechaun in The Simpsons with Ralph, where he's like, "That's a no, good just... boy, Ralphie." Now burn them all. <laughs> you know, it just kind of sends you on a few different tangents. Um, but one thing it's I have he to just ask moans you, Dupe, about it. That's why he just yeah, moans yeah. constantly about fucking football manager. So I'm just like, stop signing players in if it's that easy. Yeah, then he, then he doesn't like design. it. <laughs> <laughs> he still did well. Just I'm, I'm all for it. I'm here for it. 
Dupe, I need to set you a challenge uh, and you can come back to us later in the podcast. I'd love to know how many teams you've managed this year in FM22. Oh. Because you've been, like, and you can also, obviously we'll go through the hours at some point in FM because you, you crack up a serious amount of hours. But I'd love to hear how many teams you've managed. You don't have to answer now. We can come back to it. But okay. there's been, there's been quite a few. There's been yeah. a lot. Um, it's been a lot, and like you need to count the times where you've been sort of back to clubs as well. Yeah, because sort of how many times you've sort of visited. Oh, mate, my missus must be so happy. I've got no exes like that because I just seem to drift my way back to to, to these places it's like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible. I just love the narrative of it all, right? And like, obviously, we had a great save of Ajax, and we won and won the Champions League on the first attempt. Um, no digs to anyone there at all, Clates. Uh, it's not that difficult. Um, but yeah, it was... Pow. It's been, it's been fun. I'll have a look. Yeah, because actually, uh, when we talk about what we talk about in a minute, I need to load the other save up so I can start counting now, Matt. Here we go. If only there was like a centrally held profile, like overall, that you could have against... So you can have different instances of managers, but the game cycle actually sort of traced you as a, like a user throughout an entire mm. iteration of FM. It's that, so you can see that would be quite cool. Yeah, it's that time of the year, Matt. Um, put it on the forums, mate. So, I mean, it is a very niche request. <laughs> yeah, true. Because, <laughs> I mean, everyone else just normally manages PSG and calls it quits, right? Or like the guys on the on the plane the other week just, just managing Liverpool thinking they're incredible at FM. It's like, no, you're playing on touch, son. Have a word. <laughs> Not even Oops. doing it on hard mode. Uh, I had a question, Dupe, for yes, you. Um, actually, or just just ask the question. Just uh, no, okay. Ask just ask the question. Cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, of all of, I mean, this is kind of linked to this save, I guess. But of all the saves that you've sort of played this year, which has been your sort of the one that you've been most invested in? Because obviously there have been... In fact, maybe I'll extend that to what has been your favourite experience at a team? Because you've, you've just said about, like, you've quit a number of jobs because you didn't find it fun anymore. But which has been the, the, the one club that you've sort of, I guess, struggled to pull yourself away from? I have to be honest, I, I, and this might surprise you. Um... Nothing surprises me anymore. We'll see about that when we meet up next. Um, I'd say, for me... <laughs> Talking about large things earlier, Jesus. That's, that's foreshadowing I don't want I to I told you it's nearly in. Christmas. <laughs> I'd have to say, probably because it, it was more than a save, we had the crescendo at the end, we had all the work pre to it, and obviously the fact it brought brought my little community and, and Joe and it's so much involved would be would be London Monarchs. It was such an interesting save. It 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 had so much to it, it had so many different levels to it. Um and like especially with with everything going on and, and all this with the, the, the raising the money for the charity, um which you can still donate if you wish to the just living giving page. Um but I I get really choked up talking about that save. Uh we got a lovely letter from from them, we got, um, I think they sent me a bottle of chocolate, which, I mean, I don't think that's all. The kids took that before I could even see it. But um, it was just like, it It was just so easy to kind of spend the time playing the game, but also the fact that we were we were raising the money. We had the shirts and so 
sorry, Joe. Um, we had the shirts. <laughs> uh, Joe's not got his yet. Um, yeah, they're here. But I think that would have to be, and it was such a good save as well. And the thing I liked the most about it was we come up with an idea, we implemented the idea, and I think the thing for me, it wasn't a huge number. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not talking millions and millions, but there was at least fifteen to twenty people that were in the stream and playing it as well, or had a go at playing that save with that save file that I knew of. And I knew it went out wide and I don't know who else played, but to me, like, and they were, we were in the save, we were playing it, we were streaming it. And then people were sending screenshots and going, Oh yeah, I just signed this guy. I managed to sign Gareth Bale for, for the team. And it was just, yeah, it was awesome. It was really nice. I think that for me was probably my favorite experience on FM this year. And I've done a Pentagon this year as well. So like my first ever Pentagon as well. So that that's, that's a huge shout. I guess, and also, I, I think because of how you like that obviously the, there are sort of quite poignant links for you with the team and with the sponsorship but also like, i find that when you do like create a club style saves like my personal experience is it was kind of like the the whole blackburn olympic thing was kind of spoiled because i think like the lower league like if you go anything past what fm it can handle because of how attributes work you kind of bottom out and they can't go any lower, so they don't. Like the game isn't designed to go that far down, and because of that, it means that like you can, as we've seen with that save, you can build a very over competitive team who is punching well above their weight way too easily, and it becomes like a cakewalk. And similar reasons for sort of what you why you've ditched jobs in this particular save you're playing at the moment is that when it becomes too easy it's like why am I bothering it's sort of like I need to get to a point where I, I'm actually having to struggle a little bit to make it fun again um, and I think because you did it in the state like I know you were a London based club but in an American league it meant that uh, you don't have that difficulty necessarily in terms of the, and you also tried really hard to make sure that you weren't at a massive advantage, and I think that's the the big the big difficulty is making like sure you have the set like your club balanced against the rest of the league. Um, so I think that obviously helped with with that. Yeah, Do you think you'll you'll ever pick it back up? Yeah. Or if it's or is that something like the maybe you might do every year? Maybe not every year. Um, I mean, I can't try and get streaming before I can do anything else, but there's um, there's more that I, I've got lots of ideas that I want to get kind of doing. And it just shows of what we were able to achieve kind of doing that, that that this community is 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 awesome, you know, and we can kind of, as crazy as some of these ideas are, to kind of sit me down at the start of the year to say that you'll do this, you'll make these shirts, you'll get them actually physically made, you'll get them posted out to people, you'll raise the amount that we raised. It, I'd, I'd be shocked, to be fair. Um, but yeah, and like, cause like crazy to think that how long ago the goat challenge feels, and I will just say this now, I put it mm. out on Twitter in case people don't know that has now officially been finished. It was finished in July, but we've been kind of a, approached a, a couple of people to try and create something magical to, to kind of announce it. And then uh, it all fell through. So I just tweeted it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> actually been done as well. So we completed that. So that's completely from zero badges to zero, um, qualifications to no experience, to the top of the Hall of Fame via doing a Pentagon Challenge with probably, I would say, 90, 92, 93% of that streamed. 
it was only the end where we were just grinding through the seasons to get the titles that that probably wasn't streamed. But yeah, so like that that's crazy. That's, that's a hell of an achievement. But that feels like it was such a long time ago as well. It was like right at the start, but also it was a save that you played for quite a while as well. It's it is. I guess we're kind of at that stage. I've, I've got the save up now because when Go we on. do eventually Go talk to about the next thing, um, I played that for seventeen days, two hours and twenty seven minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, and the best bit about that is database changes zero. I didn't even have a um, because I wanted to prove everything was le completely legit. I didn't have any name fixes or nothing. No in-game editor. No in-game editor used. Um, it was just saved like, so forty-seven thousand times. That was a bit weird. <laughs> like, in, in contrast to that, so the my well, what has turned into sort of a, a journeyman save. Uh, the the save was created on the fifth of December last year, and my game time oddly is twenty-eight days, eleven hours, and thirty-four minutes. Fuck you know. Um, but that's likely where I've let like just left it open on. And I've kind of forgot about it. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't, I, so I don't know how that's necessary. Like how that's like more than yours. I don't know how that's worked out really. No, um, I mean, I thought that was number. I thought that number was going to be a lot lower than yours. And then I've read it. I was like, hang on a minute. I how think a lot that of that will be because when you've streamed it, you literally you do that two hour window of playing yeah. it, and then you close it down. Yeah, no, yeah. There was there was no off stream time until the oh. end. Till right yeah. to the end, yeah, literally zero. That was all done again because it was trying to, you know, it was so doubted that I'd be able to do it. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's mental. I made that on the seventeenth of July. Uh, um, no, sorry, it, it's tenth of July, twenty twenty four. No, twenty forty four is when that save file is finished, which is which is huge. Um, is that the furthest you've ever gone into the future? Yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, in a game, yeah, yeah, I've played every minute of it rather than simming through. I've simmed through like 10 seasons before to then go and have a look to see and then took yeah. over a save. Um, but yeah, I... But this is the one you've actively, actively played. Played, yeah, that's that's crazy amount. Hours-wise, actually says I haven't played that many hours this year. 1,552.2 uh, hours, um, which is crazy uh, amount of time. I, spent, I played 1,935 last year. Um, but then again, a lot of that grinded. I played a lot of grinded draft games to get the, the full amount of achievements, which still shows as a little gleaming little rosette there, which is quite nice. Forgot I did that. Yeah. To be fair, like, I've got quite a lot of the achievements this year, but like, considering this is really my only like save, like I think Showdown has taken a lot of my time predominantly, and it's only sort of since I've been like injured, I guess, that I've sort of been able to actually properly put some time into a save of my own but i've got like 992.3 hours on this this year's game wow so, which uh compared to last year were is quite a lot lower that's uh 1642.9 <laughs> which is mental yeah. but a lot of that again will have been sort of left testing things where i've probably done quite a lot less of that this year mm. um which has been nice anyway uh we all um Pinch this one off to yeah, carry I on with the shit thing. Just quickly round this up, though. Is that all right? Just really quickly. <laughs> you Matt, can indeed. You asked the question, right? Uh, 21 uh, different jobs I've had on this year's FM. 21. 19 clubs I've managed uh, on different occasions in two national teams I've managed. 
I say managed. I managed Poland for 32 minutes um, in game because um, I accidentally hit accept <laughs> and then hit continue and it went 32 minutes in the, or 30 minutes in the future and then I quickly resigned. Um, but yeah, so I have to class it. But yeah, 21, clo- uh, 21 different jobs I've had. We've got the new dupe. This is the new FM dupe challenge. So like each year of the game, he has to manage that many teams. So it's FM 22 now. You got to do one more. And then yeah, next some, year. some of the highlights that people might not even even remember or know that I managed uh, Brighton would be one of them. Yeah, Joe, we did our little little network save for a season. Yeah, you was Palace. Yep. Actually, I didn't even know that I managed them. Uh, Palace. There you go. Um, but yeah, teams yeah. such as Bayern, Zebra. Um, see, no name fix there. And then all the way down to Cape Town. Z, uh, CZ Mighty Lions, Corella, Dong Yu. Wow. Do you not also count, um, uh, is it Lucas under six team that you're managing as well? Making I'll, a nice round. I don't want to talk about that because uh, it was our first game of the season. A little bit yeah. of IRL news. Uh, I am now officially <laughs> a level one coach. Um, I passed my DBS check. Yes, I'm as shocked as you are as I am for that. Um, but uh, yeah, we played our first game this week. Uh, he took him bowling. Well, kind of bowling it was a little bit cricket um, I kind of needed snookers at the end uh, we lost um, when I say we lost uh, it was two all after the first quarter we play it in quarters it's development football and apparently this is better for the kids I don't, I don't know whether that's right or not um, not better for my kids we lost 17-3 um, yeah <laughs> yeah um, they can only yeah. get better from here Duke. well you say that I can't wait to tell you next week when we lose 24 2. Um, but no, I will have a chance to put the bell back into football. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there, if, if anyone fancies a job in the Cotswold areas, there might be an under sevens team that needs a manager very soon. <laughs> but in other news, they, they are putting me through my level two. So, I, you know, be, before you know it, um, it could be up there. I need to change my levels next year when I, when I make a manager. Exclusive, Matt. Exclusive. There we go. Um, I don't really know where to go from that. So, uh... <laughs> so I can. What I'm getting out there is I can see why I've managed 21 different clubs because I just keep getting sacked for them. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really? Are these? But now that you've sort of started playing FM offline, like these? Oh, I'm leaving because it's too easy. Mm, that suspect. Yeah. I, Very um, suspect. I'll be honest, Matt. I honestly cannot remember the last time I was sacked. I don't know if I can't remember the last Sevilla, time. Sevilla, you f- you thought you was going to get the oh, sack I from did. Sevilla. I did think at one stage. Um, I think Daddy's we, dropping you in it. I now. think no. I think we would have got <laughs> sacked if I didn't win that Europa League conference, not the Europa League conference, whatever it's called. Um, I think we would have got sacked if we didn't win that. Got a little bit, spicy. but you didn't. Fortunately, you. you you jumped before you were well, we pushed. Maybe, anyway. N- maybe uh, next year I'll try and get sacked as many times as possible. That's, that's it. Or in the sack. Beat well, Proudy's record. Um, right. Let's move on, gents. Uh, it is, of course, that time of year where FM22 is winding down. We've had official release news and all of that good stuff. And we are anticipating more feature drops from Sports Interactive, which will hopefully come in the next couple of weeks before September is done and dusted. Uh, So we are, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be sort of 
having a look at, first of all, our Player of the Year for FM22. Um, we'll each be nominating a player um, that we've had experience of within this year's game. And then next week, we'll be looking and compiling our Team of the Year, which will be a, a collective effort that we all agree upon. So that is next week's pod to look forward to. But let's talk player of the year who wants to open up with their nominee um i'm not looking at anyone in particular oh mad we'll go with mad first why not i've dropped him in it sorry i'll jump in because it can only get better after that <laughs> um <laughs> yes i'm going to talk about so we're going to stick with a player that i've obviously managed we said I had an experience with but um i think it's obviously makes the most uh, sense to go with a player that we've managed hopefully um so predominantly, I suppose most of you know my uh, FM22 journey has been one save, really, which is the Northern Boys. Still not technically finished. Hoping to um, finish the second half of season eight this week, and then and is then the only reason you've not yet been sacked because you've not played it. Uh, really, genuinely, yes. I just haven't had a whole <laughs> lot of time for about six <laughs> weeks to play. So um, I've done very little, to be honest. And it's probably yeah, uh, if I go back, it's coming, but. Um, Hopefully we'll wrap that up this week. But the player I want to nominate for my FM22 player of the year is Shola Shoretire. So Ooh, I think we've talked like about this. Shola before. Uh, Matt, you've had a bit of experience with him, maybe as well, um, considering he starts at Man United. Um, so Shola Shoretire, again, it's 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 spelt Shoretire, T-I-R-E, but we're, we're fairly sure on, on the Shoretire. So it's yeah, it's, it's Shoretire. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I suppose for most people might already know my save was about uh, identifying players born in the northeast of England that I, I, we could only sign for Newcastle. So imagine my delight when we discovered uh, Shola Shoretire, who I think is what, 17 at the start of FM 22, um, in the Man United Academy, born in Newcastle uh, in 2004, which kind of makes you feel a little bit old. Um, so basically, yeah, once we discovered he was uh, eligible for the Northern Boys save, we went straight in for him in season two. Um, originally got him in on loan. We had him on loan for three seasons. Um, they were happy to keep setting him on loan. We were in the Premier League for each of those seasons. He was pretty good considering the age um, and considering you know the the, the development time needed. Um, in addition to kind of playing playing a lot of games, you know, it's sometimes when you when you're playing them too often at, at a young age, it's usually good for development. But sometimes you can kind of overkill it. So. Um, just rhyming off some stats, first season with us, which was season two, 22 appearances, three goals, two assists. Um, and in the following two seasons, he played over 30 games. And in each season, he was kind of kind of two, three, five goals um, and kind of between five and seven um, assists. He got very, very good when we hit the championship. Um, when we hit the championship, this was in season five. So we've got, we got ourselves relegated. Um, this is when he actually really started to shine. Now, probably, I suppose, the, you know, by then he was like 20 years old. Um, first season in the championship, Matt, 45 games, 15 goals and two assists. That wasn't too bad, but it was really the, the next two seasons. Again, 43 uh, games played in season six, 46 games played in season seven. So a hell of a lot of games played. Um, and I just want to call out those last two seasons, 11 goals, 15 assists, and then 10 goals, 10 assists. So... Definitely the best player we had in the Northern Boys save. Um, so much so he attracted quite a lot of off, uh, quite a lot of bids. I remember Dortmund came in from, uh, I think Spurs came in from at one point. I remember West Ham. We managed to turn them all down, even though he wanted to leave quite a few times. 
Um, and overall, he was just a cracking player in that save. Still is. We still have him in season eight in the Premier League. I'm secretly hoping we can get an England cap out of him. It's probably unlikely. Um, they're still playing a 35-year-old Raheem Sterling in that squad. Mason Mount is still in there, and this is in 2029. Um, but really looking at where he might fit in um, and where we had the most enjoyment with this player. He starts as a right-footed left winger, is how I would describe him, kind of an attacking midfielder on the left. I tried him out there for quite a while, didn't really do much. Then we tried to retrain him uh, and give him some time as a striker, kind of like a deep lying forward. Wasn't really scoring many goals. And it was really when we um, started putting in the beloved CM on attack, which obviously Dupe, we've talked about this a hell of a lot. Um, that's when he really began to shine. So we, we entered the whole retraining process over the course of about six to nine months. And once he's, um, once he's kind of started to, to fully kind of get into that role, hit the traits with arrive lates into box, little bit of runs with ball, and next thing he was banging in the championship. And he's basically the reason we managed to get back out of it again. Um, so for that reason, I suppose overall, Shola Shori Tire, I don't know if many player, many FM enthusiasts have, have had him in their saves, but he, he was cracking in FM22 for me. And he gets my vote. Just going back to what you said about getting him an England cap, um, two things really. One, if you got the England job, would you do what you've done at Angers and just give him a cap? And secondly, um, yes. who, who would be the last Newcastle player to get capped for England? This winds Andy me Carroll? up. This winds me up. Um, this is one of the things I actually looked at at the beginning of the save. Callum Wilson, um, isn't it? So the last Newcastle yeah, 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 player, yeah. Of, so the last official, if we don't count um, Kieran Trippier, the last um, Newcastle player before that was not even a Newcastle player on the books. He was on loan, and it was Andras Townsend uh, when he was well, on Callum loan. Callum Wilson's got a cap now. But Callum Wilson wasn't capped when he was at Newcastle. He wasn't at Newcastle when he was capped. Yeah. He was, he was at, at Bournemouth um, when he was picked. Bournemouth. He's, been, he? in, he's oh. been injured ever since, I'd imagine. Oh, shit. And I'm fairly sure before that, it was, in fact, Andy Carroll. And you're talking like 2010 or something ridiculous. So it's one of the things, Joe, that we set out in the save was to try and get a Northern boy capped or a Newcastle player capped for England. Still haven't done it, obviously, with the, with the championship challenges we've had. Um, but maybe, maybe we might sneak Shawley in. Otherwise, yes, to your point, if that England job is there for the taking and I can get that in before... FM23. Hell yes, we're going to do it. Well, um, he's good, but he's not good enough, I, th I think. Ooh. He's going to, like, mainly because, like, I think because you signed him so young and he got yes. so much game time, I think your version of Shoda Shoratire is probably better than most um, mm. because a lot of players tend to to be harmed by not getting subsequent game time. And yeah, he actually saying that his attributes are like, you've, you've just posted a screenshot. We'll hopefully, if we can remember, put the, put these in a post either on the, on oi, the gram or oi, on the oi, Twitter. Oi, I'm, I'm back now, mate. This will happen. Excellent. I'll listen to all them. Oh, we'll put it, we'll post it and it never gets fucking posted. We just, just forget. We just forget. Pakistan. Um, so we'll have, actual example so you can see it and then you know we'll we'll, we'll have our like our choices and we'll decide unan unanimously but we'll decide between ourselves who we think the player of the year is of our nominees but then we'll also put it out to twitter as well or whichever social media platform we decide to put these out on and then you lot can click to collectively decide Bebo. to bebo, bebo exactly myspace um whatever else 
But uh, yeah, my my version of Shodoshuratire wasn't quite as good. In the championship, he kind of slapped it. Um, mm. Didn't really score as many as yours, but in the, the season with Swansea in the championship, uh, he scored eight in 38, but assisted 18 times. Oh, but yes. then I brought him back on loan in the Prem and he just couldn't replicate it. And he hasn't replicated it since. He, he had like one standout season in the championship and then he's never been able to get to those heights in in seven games in in the Premier League, he averaged a six point six five, no goals, no assists. So I think to your yeah. point, Matt, it makes it it we've seen it right. It definitely makes a difference. You know, the, the human manager developing a player from from early doors on you know versus like the AI, it just doesn't seem to happen as well. Um, it's not so necessarily the development. I think it's just evolution. game time for young players. That's yeah. the, the especially when they are at larger clubs where game time is difficult to yeah. obtain in the first team and sometimes they just don't get loaned out either and so they end up stagnating as players or they don't get the the game time at the right time nevertheless let's move on um chaps who wants to go next with their nomination i don't mind i was gonna say with all that game time Matt, i'm excited to hear yours mine mine is fairly short and sweet to be honest um obviously where I've not played as much football manager this year, obviously at the start of the game, the player that I've got actually wasn't even in the game at the time. So when I've come back to football manager, he's in the game as a wonder kid. Um, I signed him at Villarreal. Obviously, that's the only save I've really played since I've come back to it. Um, Rooney Bargy. Um, yes. <clears throat> obviously, he's touted to be a real-life wonder kid um, in the game at uh, Copenhagen. And I think... I signed him about three seasons in, so 23-24 season. Got him for £10 million, um, and pretty much put him straight into my team. It was like a, a good investment piece. Was going to you know, play him regularly to get loads of game time. Worked a lot on his kind of player development. You know, Put a lot of time into his individual training, player traits and things like that. Um, and he can pretty much he can play anywhere across the front. I don't know if you guys have had any luck with him or you've used him at all, but he can play in all of those attacking um, roles left footed um, has got a right foot now I, I worked a lot obviously on him developing his weaker foot um, but predominantly gets on his left foot um, he's 22 in my save at the moment um, he's played 124 times for me and he's got 92 goal contributions so that's goals and assists um, 43 appearances for Sweden 16 goals so one in three there as well um, and he's valued 92 to 115 million on 88 grand a week. So when you're talking investment and return, cha-ching. Um, one of his player traits that I developed was shoots from distance because he's got long shots of 16. And yes. I've actually got a player instruction. You know, you can do the specified player player instruction mm-hmm. or individual player instruction. So he is set when he's in that position to just shoot more often. And he does come up with some absolute bangers. Is annoying that he's the left player on the right and does like to do the little pirouettes when he's in the box. But he he does get me out of trouble a fair few times. Um, I posted his um, attributes in the chat earlier on. And you can just see, of, other than passing, which is 13, all of his key attributes are 15+. plus. Um, but as I say, absolutely fantastic in the game. Probably going to be going to Real Madrid in my save next summer. He is an absolute baller. Annoyingly, he's not in my 
in my save. Same, yeah. But same. I remember when you first mentioned him, I thought, right, this sounds like a one to try and at least poach. But but my word, like not just not just the technical attributes though. He's also got a pretty decent work rate as well in comparison to sort of other players in his position. So he is like if he was taller, he would be literally like the perfect player. Plus, the the sixteen long shots, all of the poo pews. You know it, didn't you? He's he's really really good player to watch in the match engine as well. Uh, and I say probably from nineteen to, to twenty one, he was he's training. He was getting like nine and a half, ten rating in training, like every week. It felt like I was constantly praising him for his development. Like he shot up. Like when you look at his attribute change. Every, like nearly every attribute has gone up. Um, as I say, he's he's not someone like we talked earlier, but Sancesco and Luca and players like that that were the wonder kids of this football manager. I, I've seen him after. Obviously, I've used him. I've now gone around and I've seen a, a few other people have used him on a lot of the YouTube um, saves. I've seen a few people using him as a striker. And but other than that, like you don't, I haven't really seen him too often in kind of people mentioning him. So he's definitely going to be one for. Uh, for FM23, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, because I, I realised the same. I think I heard his name mentioned on one of the Scouted Football podcasts because they were they were doing like a Danish, um, is it Danish Super League? Is that what it's kind of called? Super Liga. Super Liga, yeah. So they were kind of profiling that and they mentioned it, but I, I've done the natural thing. I've gone straight into FM and my save to look for him and he wasn't there. Um, and you know, you get that disappointment because you're, you know, it's like, oh, got a winner here. Um, but naturally, as you said, he only came in in the, in the winter update. So I reckon um, probably big things in FM23 for this guy. Yeah, because you, you started your Newcastle stage when they were shit, didn't you? I, I, started, I feel like I started that Well, he made them shit on ago. purpose. <laughs> to he call them the money to, away. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean when they were shit? <laughs> We've just got back into the Premier League. Thank you very much for that nomination, Joe. Um, Mr. Dupe, who are you <sighs> bringing so- to the fore? I'm really struggling there because there's two and no one knows them. Well, they do, but the four people that watch my streams know them because um, they are new gens. And I know that kind of is a bit difficult for you lot to judge, but I've just got to tell you about the one and then I'll tell you about the real one. I, I, an honorable mention to your Mac, uh, Oleg, your Mac uh, brought in in my goat challenge uh, at the age of 30 um, for Zebra. And he went on to break records. In the first season I bought him, he played 34 games, 51 goals, 14 assists, an 8.29 average rating. The boy never dropped for the time I had him under a a 7.5 rating. Um, And at his time at Juventus, in 49, uh, sorry, in 184 games, he scored 145 goals. The boy was tremendous. But... Um, I'll drop him in now so you can have a look at him. That isn't that isn't the man I can pick. I have to go and pick another man who won us the final Champions League in that save. Um, again, I have to give a big shout out to one of my uh, mods who actually used his dupe coins in-game to change the name of the player because I can't pronounce it. So thank you for that. So we're going to call him as Cammy White, um, a chap who was brought in again from Zebra. Um or Juventus, spent quite a lot of money on him, but he was phenomenal. Uh, he just scored so many goals, 99 games he played for me, and he scored 97 goals. His finishing is 16, his composure is 18, he's very quick, acceleration is 17, um, pace is 15, 
he likes to um he d- Matt won't like this, but he likes to refrain from taking long shots. Um, but he has he is just phenomenal across the board. And the narrative for him to go on and score the winner for me, he's won three ballon d'ors. He is just an incredible player who, when we needed him at the most to kind of get us over that line, he was the man that got us over the line. And for a save that was probably incredibly incredible incredibly difficult and in- incredibly time consuming and probably should really go back further and pick maybe maybe a you know a guy from from Asia that managed to get us over the line but Cammy White for me is just a phenomenal player I've put him into the chat for you he is so good and at 27 currently he has to be the best player I've seen on football manager and and I, that cannot go unnoticed unfortunately I have to I have to bring him up I'd love to be able to sit here and say Benjamin Sesco or or someone like that, but but this guy is just broke records left, right, and centre. So for me, it has to be Sir, which is I've just knighted him now, Sir Cammy White. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm not convinced you have the power to do that, but there we go. Um, I've just edited his nickname, so yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Deep hole wants a word. It's two squirrels, um, Matt, and we're all living in it. <laughs> okay, I guess that brings things round to me before we all sort of collectively decide who gets it. Um, I am utterly conflicted, and it's deep. You said like what you were saying that you're you're intrigued by what my choice will be similar to you i've had probably the most number of like this is the longest save i've had on fm for a long time and so i've had a lot of new gens actually come through that are worth raving about and that i've found and scouted um so there are a couple of honorable honorable new gen mentions and i i've mentioned them in the in the past on the pod as well um jamiro heigen who I'd picked up, I found in the reserves at Groningen, and I'd hoped he was just going to follow me around the save. Uh, and that was until I realised that there was a £20 million release clause in his contract when I was at Swansea, and um, Everton went and bought him after I'd left. So I didn't get that opportunity to go and bring him back. He's now worth between £77 and £123 million and has four Dutch caps. So that's a no unfortunately. Uh, another honourable mention for another one of the rather special wonder kids uh, is Johannes Moller, who, again, I, I picked up for an absolute snip, and he's now worth, like, well over 100 million, and he's his attributes are some of the highest in all of, like, the key areas that I've ever seen in any single player. Uh, he'd been sort of out in the cold with the French team for a long time, and then all of a sudden, I've left Swansea, and he's now getting loads of caps for France. So so there's that, too. Um, they're the two honourable mentions. Now, there are a couple more, but I haven't quite got far enough into the save to sort of convincingly say... Ah, they are absolutely like they they will be like my favourite player. One of them is Gavin Mertz, who is has developed very quickly. He's only just turned nineteen. He's a French defensive midfielder. But um, the toss up for me is between Duvan Zapata and we've we've spoke about him already this week and a few a few times. It, it's uh, Sesco. Um, 
Duvan Zapata, I signed at the age of 36 because I needed a relatively cheap forward. His attributes were still pretty high considering his age. And he started off as like my as the starting striker. Then I saw that Sesco was also available. So I went and bought him as well in the same season. I, so I'd intended Sesco to act as the understudy to uh, Zapata. And my my Sesco in my save is nowhere near as good as as the version in Joe's save because like similar to Shuratire, he hasn't had the time. He was bought by PSG and then was never played. So he's kind of left loitering. He's still decent and his he's still classed as an elite striker, but seeing him and other people's saves in terms of his attributes, they aren't as high. However, his goal return for someone who came in as a bit part player and then ultimately forced his way into the first team that cost £40 million, sort of, this would have been, what, in the 27-28 season, uh, he scored 20 in 32 appearances with an average rating of 7.39. He's only going to get, sort of, I I guess, only going to get better is maybe loose, but he's going to get more game time. Um, I've just been thoroughly impressed with, with how, how seamless his transition has been and I've very much enjoyed having him in the team. I guess it's kind of a cop-out by selecting him because loads of people will have selected him and think that he's amazing. But genuinely, he's one of those one of those players in FM that I've seen other people sign in the past that I've signed them and they've just never turned up. I've never been able to get them playing. However, Sesco has been like... he. I mean, Tom FM is the only person I think I know who hasn't managed to get a tune out of him at all. Um, but he's just been different gravy. 74 caps, 43 goals for Slovenia, and he's only still 24. Uh, so, yeah, his uh, his goal record in the Champions League was also pretty insane as well. So, yeah, I can't complain. In all, yeah, in all competitions, he scored 29 goals, five assists. Uh, and well outscored his XG as well, which was only 23. So, and I knew only two of those goals were penalties. So, I'm yeah, very, very much uh, looking forward to seeing what you guys think. There, are, there yeah. are a few other honourable mentions, but I could just literally reel off loads of other players that I've enjoyed having. That that's like my own mini shortlist, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've said you were kind of torn between Zapata and Sesco, um, but all we've heard about Zapata was he was 35, and then we've heard about Sesco. I well, think Zapata, your mind's so made Zapata, up. Zapata all, like, got, considering um, Sesco had significantly less game, like started a lot less, he, mm. he had 24 starts, 25 sub-appearances, uh, whereas Zapata started 38 and 9 sub-appearances. Uh, Zapata got 20 goals, whereas Sesco <laughs> got got 29, uh, which I guess that kind of tells you everything, right? That he, even though he wasn't starting, he was getting me out of holes that where when Zapata wasn't quite turning up, um, mm. average rating was higher despite not starting so many games um, and all of that. So his, he was, his goal contributions are just significantly high. He seemed just to be there when I needed him to be there and he loves loves a corner goal as well so yeah I've that's pretty much it 
Zapata was in my initial signing. And to be fair, like Zapata, as a bargain goes, he cost 10 million for a season. He's likely to retire at the, like, I've, I haven't quite started the next, like, the, the, the 28, 29 season yet. But he's likely to retire because he, I think I've just had that message come up <laughs> um, saying that, like, he's considering retiring after the. I, can't, I don't know what they can't. Is it? It's not the World Cup. It's like the Copper America, I think, that uh, Colombia are in. Um, mm. So he may well be disappearing anyway. Uh, but for that one season, for £10 million from Newcastle, of all teams as well, um, he more than did his job that he was brought in to do. And I dare say he probably he he probably started more games than I thought he would. But it's just Sesco, the fact that he's he came in as the backup and ended up finishing the season as the starter. It's just one of those nice little narrative twists, I think. He's, he ended up coming to the team sooner than I thought he would. I think it's hard not to pick him, really. He's he's forced your hand, Matt. That's what I would say. Indeed. Uh, so, chaps, we have, of our nominees, we have Benjamin Sesco. Uh, that is my nomination. We have Rooney Bargy <laughs> from Joe. Uh, we, uh, Dupe, you'll, Cammy, what's his chops? Sir Cammy White. Sir Cammy White. And Shola Shuratire. So they are the options that we have to choose from. Um, I mean, we can always vote for our own. I guess that's like one of those. It's a, it's a, I don't know how we decide this, if I'm honest. <laughs> Is there like a, an easy way? Or shall we just leave it to I mean, the social media to decide I, for I us? I would vote for Sesco because I didn't, I didn't nominate him myself, but he's fucking class in this game. Oh, see, that's pain. He's, so, he's so good. He is good. And he's bagging it for me as well. I guess the only one of us that hasn't actually had him is mad because he's not born in the North. Well, I mean, I can can tell you about Sesco in this save universe that I currently live in. Um, Call him Benjamin Tesco and you can sign him. Benjamin Tesco. (laughs) (laughs) Benny Tesco in my save um, has, he stayed in Sol, he stayed with um, Salzburg, Salzburg, all the way till 2027 and then he's moved to Everton for 22 million and he has played 18 games across two seasons and scored nine goals it's only this season he's racking up a 7.4 rating for Everton so it just shows you the I suppose the different universe the different path that a, a player in game follows depending on how the save is going um, yeah, like putting my, in the mud basically yeah. My vote would probably, like, I like, I really like, um, and we'll obviously share the profile, I really like Rooney Bargy in this save. He's a bit of an edge case as well. Not many people would have spoken about him. I really like um, the look of his profile in, in Joe's save there. And the only other kind of honourable mention I would give, you know, outside of my own team would have been Giovanni Reyna. I think he's um, up there one of the best in FM22 overall. And maybe he'll get a mention next week for the team of the year. Spoilers. I say, I say we've, got, we've got all of that yet to come. Mm. So... Is it so, a fairly unanimous decision that that Sesco is our Sesco choice for it, yeah. FM Player of the Year? I think it's difficult. Think so. It's difficult to look past them. It really is. Um, as much as I I, I want to sit on my stool and, and and fight my about my man, obviously it's a new gen. It's difficult to it's difficult to get everybody invested in that. Out of the four, out of the three, I should say, if you don't, if you take mine out of it, my my vote would go for Sesco. 
So if we were to not vote for our own, that, that means that Sesco wins, right? Yeah, I agree. So I think that's a fair Thank deal. Okay, well, our vote is that that's, that's who we go it. for. So well, I think... I've just thought, I'll just quickly go back to the FM video that they dropped the other day. Top goal scorers in FM 22. Erling Haaland. Kylian Mbappe. Kareem Adeyemi. And then Benjamin Sesko. Mm. So he was the fourth top goal scorer in this version of the game. Up until, obviously, they'd done the data. Three of those four have played for Salzburg, so... FM23 save anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Not if Chelsea have their way. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> uh, I think that's that's that then. But we will obviously still put it out on the social media for you to decide who you guys think should get it. It's time for the quiz. I have a quiz for you lads that's going to involve you working together again because oh. I know how much you lads have enjoyed working together. Um, so I actually wrote this quiz last week, but obviously we had Joe on, so we've pushed it out. But at the time I wrote this... Joe's on every week. It, it was the day, just different show, it was the day that uh, Thomas Ducal was sacked from Chelsea um, and he became the second manager that was sacked this season. Obviously Scott Parker was the first. He was sacked after four games. So what I want you lads to do is to work your way back through as many as you can. I have every season, going back all the way to when the Premier League was founded, all of the managers that were sacked first each season. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the club and the number of games. I can always throw you a little clue if you need it. And basically year by year, season by season, we're going to work our way back. So the first manager sacked each season. Premier League era, yes. Premier League era, always. Never, never before. And as usual, Matt, do you want to go five minutes on the clock? (laughs) Yeah, we'll do the magic time. The magic time. Cool. So obviously this season... Dramatic thud. Bang. This season obviously was Scott Parker, sacked for Bournemouth after four games. But if we roll back to last season, so 2021, this manager was sacked from Watford after just seven games. I knew it'd be Watford. (laughs) (laughs) Who started the season at Watford? Um, Um, Spanish guy, wasn't it? They all are. Um, Um... Munoz. Uh, Cisco. Cisco, yes. Yes, Cisco. you've got the number 20. Cisco Munoz was sacked after seven games in 2021. We then go back to 2020. This manager was sacked from West Ham after 13 games. <laughs> Big Slavin. Big Slavin Billet, indeed, uh, sacked from West Ham. Back to 2019, and another manager sacked by Watford, this time after just four games. Silver? No, that's not a bit it's late. not Silva. No. Garcia. Javi Garcia is the correct answer, Dupe. Well done. We then go back to 2018, where we have a manager sacked by Fulham after 12 games. Fulham. Fulham. surname. I can tell you, it is a former footballer. Slavisa Jokanovic. Yes, indeed. Well done, lads. That's why you work together. Slavisa Jokanovic, sacked by Fulham after 12 games. Back to 2017, and a manager sacked by Crystal Palace after just four games in the Premier League. Frank De Boer. Frank De Boer, indeed. Well done. Great shout. We then go back a year to 2016 for a manager sacked by Swansea 
after just seven games. Um, Gwendolyn Great shout I was going to tell you He hasn't managed oh. a team since And it is of course Francesco Guidolin uh, Sacked by Swansea in 2016 Let's go back to 2015 then And a manager sacked after 8 games By Liverpool Oh Rogers. Brendan Rodgers Correct answer dupe Well done He might, <laughs> okay. uh, he might not hit 8 games for Leicester The way things are going we then go back to 2014 and a manager sacked by Crystal Palace after 18 games. The longest in this list I have in front of me. What year? 2016. 2014 Crystal Palace. Poulos? It's not Poulos. Oh, Colin. Warlock. Warlock. Yes, it is, of course, Colin. <laughs> Neil Warnock. Fair play to him, got to 18 games before he was sacked in 2014 by Palace. We go back a year then to 2013, and a manager who was sacked by Sunderland. Sunderland? Mm-hmm. After five games. Oh, he's on the wall, mate. He's up there. Paolo Di Canio. Paolo. Big Paolo Di Canio, indeed. Uh, sacked after just five games in 2013. We then go back another year to 2012. And a manager sacked by Chelsea after 12 games. Hmm. There's a long list. There is definitely a long list. 12. Oh, that's when they've just... Oh, so it's Di Matteo. They've just won the Europe Champions League. Great shout, dupe. Roberto Di Matteo, another Italian on the list. And that was in 2012. 2011, we've got Sunderland sacking their manager after 13 games. Sunderland. Who was that? 2011. Roy Keane? Roy is incorrect. He would have been a little bit before that. Brucey? Steve Bruce is the correct answer to. Great shout. Well done. After just 13 games, we go to the other side of the Northeast and we go to Newcastle, who sacked this manager after 16 games in 2010. And um, I was not happy Chris, with this one. Chrissy Houghton? Chris Hewton is the correct answer, Joe. Great job. Well done. That was 2010. That's 12 years ago. Isn't that crazy? I was was not happy when you were sacked. We are all dupe. Next, Portsmouth, 2009, sorry, 2009, after 13 games. Rednap? No. It is not Rednap. No, oh, what's the other game? I want to say he's Paul Hart. Ah. Great shout to Paul Big Hart is the correct answer. Excuse my French. He's not that far. He was a big fan <laughs> of Dave Esapardi. Oh, he is. He loves Dave. <laughs> it was Dave Pesciola's so, daughter, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> that was 2009. So we go back then one more year, 2008. We've Good got nice. Tottenham sacking this manager after eight games. Chief is. Martin Yol? One day Ramos? No. No, Martin One day. Oh, One day Ramos, Ramos. is Sorry, the correct answer, Joe. Well done. That was in 2008. I think Matt was there before me, but... Sorry, I heard it in my ear. I heard it from, from you, Joe, probably because you called him a chief and my attention went there. The same club a year before in 2007 Martin Yol. also sacked their manager first <laughs> and it was Martin Yol. <laughs> Did he get sacked? Like, oh, he's brutal. He like, was I liked Martin Yol, even though he's a Spurs manager. 
His brother's brother's a cock as well. Quite, quite literally, he's, he's oh. cock hill. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a dick. And speaking of cocks, no, we'll go back to uh, Charlton then in 2006. 12 games in. Curbs? Uh, curbs? It's not Alan Kirbishley. No. Um, Les, Les Goonies. Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie, the Goonies. I got that from Ian Dowie. I got that from that. Well impressed with that. Lads, we're flying it here. We've only got a, we've only got a few more to go. Um, okay, Wednesday before we know it. We go back to 2005, Portsmouth, 13 games in. This is definitely a trickier one, in my opinion. I can tell you, this is a French manager. Alan Perrin. Ooh. Matt has pulled it out of the bag. Alan Perrin sacked after 13 games in 2005 by Portsmouth. The year before, in 2004, this manager, who previously held the record for the fastest sacking in a season, was fired by Newcastle after just four Joking games. Bobby. Incorrect. It was, in fact, yes, dupe, Sir Bobby Robson. A travesty of a sacking. Shit club. Um, I have to say. No, but I don't want to It was a great season this. the season before. For sure. I know, yeah. Only four games in and then gone. Ridiculous. We then go back to 2003 and Tottenham sacked this manager after just six games. I can tell you he has something in common with Bobby Robson. It was Glenn Hoddle. Oh, England manager. Matt in with the shout. It was Glenn Hoddle, sacked after six games by Tottenham in 2003. Next up, why do they keep showing up on the list? Sunderland. Uh, sacked this manager in 2002 after nine games. I can only think of him, matey boy, as a manager. Mick McCarthy. It is not Mick McCarthy. I didn't. I was trying to think of managers, Pete, and I didn't even think Peter of Merlin. Peter Reid. Pete, Peter Reid. Yeah, Peter Reid is the shout in 2002. So we'll bring you back to 2000, lads, and we can let you have a rest. So we've got three more to go, two more to go. So that was 2002. In 2001, this manager was sacked by Leicester City after eight games. Just, I was about 10 years. Martin O'Neill? Incorrect. Oh, um, off. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, Mickey. Not Adams. Mickey Adams. Incorrect, Matt. <sighs> this uh, manager also has a connection with the national team. Pete, Peter Taylor. Oh, Peter Taylor, say, well done, Joe. That was where I was going. You were nearly there, Matt, yeah. yeah. And that was in 2001. We then go back to the year 2000, and this manager was sacked by Chelsea after five games. Oh, um. Fucking. This is where he says matey boy, and it doesn't help. Yeah. Matey boy. Old Ed, Italian, <laughs> Viali. Gianluca Viali is the correct answer. Great shot. Well done. 
he was sacked by Chelsea after five games. Lads, you've got every one of them all the way back to 2000, which is keep on going. Like, you want to keep going? We've got we've actually got eight more. Eight more. Whatever. It was slight now. Let Matt do this bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Matt, tap in, tap in. <laughs> right, we we finish it out. So there's eight you can't more. Can't tease go. me with '90s football and then stop when we get there. <laughs> this is fair. This is. I'm sorry. This is not what Matt should be edging at, at half eleven at night. <laughs> right, Matt, strap in, ready to go. 1999, 29 games in, sacked by Sheffield Wednesday. Fuck, Tom Hanks. Uh, He's going to regret that decision now, isn't he? He's asked for it, lads. He's asked for it. Tom, Tom Hanks, Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson. Wilson. That's a great show. Great shot, Joe. Well done. That is, of course, the correct answer. The year before that, we had this manager sacked by Newcastle after just four games. What year were we What year was that? 98? 98. Kenny Dalglish. Kenny Dalglish is the correct answer. I was just going to ask to try and... Try and get involved a little bit, but no, go, Matt. You go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pause for dupe and then we'll let everyone else go. Yeah. Uh, where are we now? We are back in the year 1997 and Sheffield Wednesday again sacking their manager after 13 games. Trevor Francis? Incorrect. David Pleat? He's done it, lads. David Pleat is the correct answer. Well done, Matt. He does know his 90s football, doesn't he? Right, we've got six to go. 1996, Leeds United sacked this manager after five Howard games. Howard Wilkinson. Howard Wilkinson is the correct answer. The year before that, in 1995, this manager became the first manager sacked by Bolton after 22 games. He's a, fuck, he's a legend, that Bolton as well. Oh, fuck. It's not Colin Todd, is it? It is not Colin Todd. It's because he followed him. Oh, I can't. One. Matt, do you want to phone a friend? His... Go on. I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> Helpful. Not, uh, he was joint manager, wasn't he? I think Joe's onto something there, Matt. They sacked both oh. or just one of them? Only one of them was sacked. Just Google it, Matt. I still don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to really annoy me because I know. I, I know. I know who it is, but I, I want to say don't know Ray, Ray McFarland. Roy McFarland. I'm going to give it to you, lads. It is, of course, Roy McFarland. Great shout, Joe. Well done. Uh, he was sacked after 22 games at Bolton. And that was the year 1995. In 1994. Tottenham was the first club to sack their manager after 12 games. But who was it? Horrible club. Jerry Francis? Uh, no, no that Jerry must be, Francis. That's early, that isn't it? That's hard. early. That's got to be... Would that be Alan Sugar? Uh, could be. Was it Ozzy Ardine? <laughs> no. Matt. No, the I correct got answer. Doops, 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 uh, just, do close out my list, please. I didn't even hear that. I was listening to Joe. I was doing a, I was Aussie doing a quite is the correct answer for 94. Two more to go. 1993. Manchester City sacked this manager after four games. No, Brian Halton was... That's who I was thinking. He was already there. 
he was there in 95, so it can't be him. Alan Ball was after him. Doesn't help. I'm going the wrong way. The listeners are impressed with the 90s knowledge, boys, at the very Alan least. Ball was actually sacked quite early on in yeah. 90, like the 95, 96 it's, season. Um, he's been on the list already. Um, Sunderland Geezer. Peter Reid. Peter Reid is the correct answer, Joe. Well done. Last but not least, the first manager sacked when the Premier League became the Premier League was sacked 29 games in. They don't do them like that anymore. By Chelsea. Oh, fuck. And this is going back. 1992, 30 it's, years ago. It's no Brian Dean, is it? This one. No. <laughs> it's not, no. It's, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think, when did Hoddle go? Hoddle must have gone after him shortly. Yeah, Hoddle, Hoddle followed because he left. I think the, so. Swindon. Yeah, he left Swindon. Oh, fuck. You know, before this, we were talking about the bloody Rothmans and that money. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, that's. The, I'm going. Th- I'm going through like. Uh, All I can think of is Stamford Bridge and the, the players parking behind the goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the car park was. So I'll throw you one small clue. This man is Scottish. I'll tell you, he was Scottish. I might have to tap out. I d- I'm. I'm struggling here. I don't. He was Scottish. What is he now? <laughs> he sadly passed away in the year 2007. I'll give you another clue. I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm... Prior to managing Chelsea, he succeeded Alex Ferguson as manager of Aberdeen. So. Right well, I put you out of your misery, lads. The last one. It is a tough one, though. Oh. I I know I know Hoddle followed him, but I yeah. don't know who it is. I can't. You might have to go initials or one name. Right, we'll go with initials. So, so the surname starts with a P. P for paddles. Yes. And the first name starts with an I. For I need to go Ian to bed. Ian Porterfield. Ian Porterfield is the correct Jersey. answer, Joe. Well done. Big shout. Big shout yeah. at the last. Mate, only because you gave me his initials. <laughs> There's not too many first names that begin with an I. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Take credit where credit's due, Joe. Well done, lads. You've just went to 30 years of the Premier League. Just like that. <laughs> it wasn't quite just like that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that was I, I. I enjoyed that though. That was good. I do like the collective quizzes that we do. It's lovely stuff. Collective anyway, plus nineties uh, equals happy Matthew. <laughs> indeed. Any downside to that? So the size of this file is going to take me three and a half weeks to upload it. I'm going to have a manager sack by the time I can upload this. 
<laughs> Sorry, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that brings episode 267 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all our latest football manager content. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new <laughs> podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Don't forget to vote on who you think the FM23 Player of the Year is. We'll be back next week with our Team of the Year selections. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, Bye. folks. Bye. Bye. Oh.